0: pray with me heavenly fathers thank you for being a God that you have done so much for us and that we would have the eyes to see that the heart to believe it and to be able to trust you for what you've done but God not only are you a God of what you've done you're a God that's still doing and God help us have eyes and faith to be able to see that and that we would be willing to follow where you are leading because of what you still want to do Jesus it's in your name we pray amen Well, we are in this series, Unshakable, and as we're in this series, we've been looking at several things when it comes to what God wants to do to be able to grow our faith. And so what we do around here is we just keep doing ministry things because we know that God wants to use us as a church to help grow other people's faith, that we've actually got Good Friday sports camp coming up and we actually have training next Sunday for those of you guys that are going to volunteer for that because we want to be able to go out there and just be able to share the love and the hope of Jesus and just be able to instill some of these truths of Jesus into the hearts of these young minds and so we're just going to take that opportunity to be able to to do that. We've got this family movie night that Corey mentioned to you a little bit ago, not this Friday but next Friday and we've got growth track that's going to be starting tonight. It's spring, it just seems like what we've got, we've got a lot going on. Going on, It's all about what we can be doing to help grow people's faith, but we know that God is always about growing people's faith. And so that's what this series is about, There's this unshakable, how could we have this unshakable faith that, that no matter what happens, that, that we would be, it's just in spite of blank, that, that we would have that kind of faith. We started out this series by looking at the idea of having an enduring faith. Of what's that look like? What what would it be like for us to have an enduring faith? That anybody of faith, that's the kind of faith they want. They want to have faith that's going to be able to endure That this in spite of blank faith, that that we're going to be able to do that. That Jesus, and when we look at Jesus and begin to know Jesus through Scripture, that we only see two times that Jesus was amazed. And he was amazed when it came to faith. He was amazed when there was a Roman centurion that had this incredible faith in what Jesus could do. And he was amazed when his own people, the Jewish people, didn't have faith in who he was. And if we're gonna have an enduring faith, we've gotta have a faith that that we are willing to trust God. That's what we do when it comes to honoring. The greatest way that you and I can honor God is by trusting him. We we don't honor him with our knowledge, we don't honor him with our obedience, We, we honor him with our trusting him. It's not about what we put on display publicly. It's about who we are privately, how we honor God. Last week, we looked at this idea of let's get practical. As we looked at this idea of of let's get practical, that that we looked at what what Jesus did in in his time here. Jesus didn't invite us to, to just believe in him. Jesus invited us to follow him. He, he never stopped at, at just believe. He didn't invite us to just believe things. He invited us to do things. Because when it comes to belief, that, that, that belief is a starting point. That, that, that we start at this point where we go, okay, I actually believe you, so my faith is starting. But, but our faith grows by what we do. When, when we get to the doing is when our faith grows even more. That when it comes to believing, that believing is a no-change-required opportunity. You can just believe that, you don't have to do anything with it. But when you move past belief into do, that we're gonna have to change some things if we're going to be doing what Jesus wants us to do. And I shared this thought with you as we were looking at these practical teachings, these practical thoughts, this let's get practical that truth is a lot like paint. That, that when it comes to truth, its real value is established through the application. It's not until we apply truth, just like paint, that, that its value gets established. And so that we would get practical. Today we're gonna talk about stepping out. Stepping out. We, we in America at least, we love our comfort, that we love being comfortable. In fact, we, we love being comfortable so much that there, there is a product that came along a few years ago that so many homes have it now. What is that product? Alexa. Absolutely, it is Alexa. We we just love our comfort, right? I I can be to the point where I'm going, hey, I'm ready to just sit down and watch some TV and kind of soak it in, and and I love getting there and getting all comfortable. And 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 what I found was that sometimes I would get down and I'd sit down and, man, somebody left a light on. I got a little glare off the TV. It's not di-. and and so. We went ahead and put in smart switches and have an Alexa right there. And now I can just get comfortable and, and I can, instead of griping at somebody, just tell Alexa what light to turn off, what light to dim and make that off. We just love being comfortable. And we get that because we have our own comfort zones, that, that, that we love having this, this zone and we go, hey, this is my bubble. This, this is where I am comfortable because we like to stay there. There there are places that we don't like to go, that, that we don't like to step out, because we don't want to step out of our comfort zone. In fact, some of you right now, you're a little nervous for me, because you're seeing where I'm standing, and you're going, I'm uncomfortable with you standing that close to the edge and ledge of the stage. Well, don't worry, because when this was all being designed and, and the architects are doing, I'm meeting with them and, and we had had a little stage, it was a little 14 inch stage and, and we were going to this, which is a 30 inch tall stage, which still isn't super high, but but he says, have you ever taught from a 30 inch stage? And I said, well, well no, and he goes, well, We're going to do something to that stage because if you fall off a 14-inch stage, it's a little different than falling off a 30-inch stage, okay? And so what we do is we actually take and we design it and we have a wooden trim piece that we put around the lip of the stage so that if you ever get to the point where you start stepping forward a little too much, you actually feel that lip you know, some of you guys were going, hey, that's a nice little decor today, but we didn't put it up here for the decor. We put it up for safety is why we actually put that up so that you know where you're. And so we, we, we do, but, but we've got our, we've got our, our comfort zones. And what a lot of us have done with our comfort zones is we put a little safety lip inside of our comfort zone because we, oh, I'm getting, oh, I'm getting close to the edge of my comfort. I, okay. I, I need to stop there. Because I, I, I don't want to step out of that because you just never know what's going to happen when you step out of your comfort zone. And we don't like the risk and we don't like the disappointment and we don't like the hurt and, and we don't like the unknown. And so we, we want that safety. We want that protection so that we wouldn't step out too much. When I started this series, I left you guys with a question. And the question was, What would I do if I was convinced that God was with me? How would my life be different? What would I do if I was convinced that God was with me? And I just want to alter that question just a little bit today as we think about what we're going to talk about. And I want to ask this question Would I step out if I was convinced? God was with me. Would I step out of my comfort zone? Would I step out if I was convinced that God was with me? So I, I started something last week, if you were here, that you got to hear about this, let's get practical, and as practical as our faith. Because I want to share with you that throughout this series five ways that God grows our faith. And so last week we looked at practical teaching. Did this, this being able to, to understand in a practical way God's word, what, what's the instruction there? How, how is it that I can learn that and, and be able to know that? But when, when, when our active faith intersects with God's faithfulness, our, our faith grows. And, and so if our faith's gonna be active, we need to get some, some practical understanding, some practical teaching so that we can grow. It, it's one of the things that we're, 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 we're pretty committed to around here. We're pretty committed to creating age-appropriate environments where we can keep teaching God's Word in a very practical way. It's why we encourage families, people, individuals, to go to your age-appropriate environment because that's where you're going to get the most a practical understanding of God's word and how you can begin to apply that and live that out, whether it's kids, whether it's teenagers, whether it's adults here, that, that, that we just really believe that that's the best place is the age appropriate environment to be able to apply God's word to your life, to pro- apply this practical teaching to your lives. That, that our, our comfortable version of God, or maybe even our uncomfortable version of God, it It's not going to be accurate without practical teaching. And that's why we've got to get this practical understanding of of God's word so that we can understand it more clearly. And today we're going to get to that next how-to as we talk about stepping out. And that next how-to, it's how God grows our faith. It's that personal ministry. It's personal ministry. It's when you and I, when we choose to be part of something in Jesus' name, that we go, hey, how can I I serve God by serving others? And that I don't want to do this. And so we can do this through our church. We can do it through a nonprofit that's faith-based. We can do it through mission trips that we could be doing this. A few weeks ago, I was in the Dominican Republic, and I was there with 11 other people from Crosspoint that we went and did this trip. And as we, as we did this trip, there were only two of us that had been on a mission trip before. Nine of them were first time mission trip people. And all nine of those said, I want to do this again. Because they knew that it was, it was growing their faith while they were there. It was, they, they felt closer to God. That they, they understood that, hey, God's using me in ways I never could see him being used. And it feels good to be used by God. It does. It, it grows our faith. That, that even over New Year's, that, that our youth ministry took teenagers and some adult volunteers and they got to go. And we had over 30 people between these two trips that have been to the Dominican Republic where we built a home for a family in need and just watching and seeing how God grows our faith. I'm reminded of, several years ago, we were taking one of these trips to the Dominican and building a house, and I had somebody reach out to me. We were two weeks away from leaving, and it was, is it too late to go? I I just, I just, I just really feel that this, that this pressing need, I, I, I just really feel like God's telling, I, I just, I need to be there. And, and I want to take my daughter too. And her name's Lori, Lori Green. And, and she took her daughter, Emily. And so it, we couldn't get them on the same flight. That was gone. And they had to fly in at a different time. But, but we went back and we picked them up later and we got them involved in, in the trip. And, and that trip really, it, it just really started stirring something in Lori that had never really been stirred before. She she went back again the next year when we went and her husband Russ went with us as well that time she went again a year later and then and then she started going I I can't I can't wait around a year for Crosspoint to do these trips I, I want to do more and so she started organizing doing these trips and getting more people to, to join. Some people from the church, some people outside the church. She started doing fundraising to be able to pay for to be able to provide the, the house that, that costs serious money for us to be able to do this and build this. And, and she just started doing all of this. And eventually, Lori started letting the organization I, I just want to help even more. And so she started helping this organization, Casas por Cristo. She started helping them directly. And now... She's actually on their board of directors. It says personal ministry, and it just was growing her and just growing her faith. That there's something about when we begin to serve God in a way that we get to see him making a difference of what it does to our faith and how it grows us. And this is one of the ways that God wants to grow our faith is through personal ministry. And when I talk about this, I I, I think that there's people that they can hear this. And if you're somebody that that you're not already serving here with us, that you can hear this and you'll start to think, you know, maybe I should, maybe maybe it's my time. But what happens with many is before you would ever even sign up to do anything, you start having some follow on thoughts and you start having thoughts like, you know what I'm, I am kind of busy, right? And it is the busy season of life. So maybe, maybe I need to to do this later. And you know, you'll start feeling like yeah, I, I really I, I don't think I know enough, and so maybe maybe I shouldn't do it yet. And you'll start convincing yourself of why you shouldn't. But I will tell you, for those people that they they take that step, and they step out and they step out of their comfort zone and they begin to serve that, that what happens with them is as soon as they step into something, they start thinking this. And any of you guys that are volunteering or have volunteered in the back, you're going to be like, yeah, I can relate to that. You step into something and you start thinking immediately, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in over my head. I'm not sure I should have stepped in, because I am, I'm, I'm, there are things, I don't know these things, I'm not comfortable, I, and, and so you do, you start thinking these things, you start thinking, um, wow, I'm a lot more nervous being here than what I, I thought I was going to be. And, and then there's the, there's the killer thought that ends up coming, and the killer thought is you step up, you step out, you're there, and you're like, oh, you're in that environment. Whatever you do, you're, you're, you're greeting, you're helping with kids, you're helping with teenagers, you're serving with the men's, men's men, whatever it is that you're doing. And then you get this that comes at you. I'm not qualified to what, what, what happens when we think about volunteering and stepping out. But, but I'm going to tell you that pushing past our fears to say yes to God. For the benefit of others grows our faith. It grows our faith. So if you've been feeling a, a, a nudge, and feeling like, you know, I, I, I think maybe I should, I should give back in this way. I, I, I think maybe I should be, be serving somewhere. Serving on a welcome team, serving in the parking lot, serving during the week as an office volunteer, serving with women on the bling team. But you start having this nudge about feeling, leading a small group, pouring into kids. As you start feeling that nudge, that nudge is something that you need to listen to and that you need to heed to. Here's the thing. When it comes to someone who shares a a ministry opportunity, when you hear about that, I I think we end up getting one of two thoughts, just kind of our gut reaction. One thought is, how do I gently let them down? It says, and you just start thinking, what, what, what is the way that I could communicate and just gently let somebody down if they shared a ministry opportunity with me? Because because we want to do it gently, right? And and so so we have that thought. And so we we, we think about that. We think, okay, that, or the other the other thought that we have is, how can I genuinely consider this? How 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 can I just, just be open to this and just just genuinely consider if this is something that maybe I feel like God's sending me to be doing? Listen, what grows our faith strengthens our faith. That's why we're going to be spending these weeks on talking about how God grows our faith because a growing faith is a strengthened faith. And it's it's hard for faith to just stay stagnant or status quo. It's kind of like muscle tissue that that it's either going to be growing or it's going to be declining. It's not just going to just kind of stay level. We're going to be looking at one passage together today, it's gonna to be in Matthew chapter 14. And as we look at this passage today, it's gonna to be one of the more familiar passages, uh, just an encounter that, that Jesus had with, with people and the disciples, and, and it's gonna be one of these that, that maybe most of us in the room have, have heard this before. There's gonna be some that maybe you're hearing it for the very first time, but I think there's gonna be something that we can all learn from this as we look at it. It's actually a, an, a, an event that gets recorded in three different gospel accounts. And so we get multiple angles of, of hey, what was this like? What, what was it that took place as the different gospel writers end up sharing this? And so we're gonna start in Matthew chapter 14. We'll start in verse 15. It says, "As evening approached, the disciples came to him, him being Jesus, came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and, and buy themselves some food. That, that that, that where we there's just not enough here we we need to kind of send them away and 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 send them out and so jesus had been with them all day he'd been teaching things he'd been doing miracles and huge crowd five thousand plus people and so here he is he's he's doing all of this and and the disciples come and say this now if you look at all the accounts all the accounts kind of laid out like this and and it's almost like they collaborated and were like um hey let, let's 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 put it this way right because they all talk about that they're just looking out for the other people that that they they're the ones that are hungry that, that all, all the other they they need something to eat and and I don't know my little skeptic mind kind of thinks that uh, those disciples were like going um i'm kind of hungry <laughs> and as long as we're still doing something with these people i'm not going to get to eat and so uh, yeah we'll, we'll be the voice of re- let, let's go tell jesus the People are hungry. Jesus, send the, the people, send them away so that they can get something to eat. But I, I just can't help but imagine that there was some selfish motivation that was going on with them. Verse 16, Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You know, it's one of those kind of, huh? Kind of moments? You know, they're like going out. Okay, we, we just laid out our case pretty well. I, I, think, I think they need to go. And Jesus they, they do not need to go away. And, and the next thing that he says, it, that really rocks them. Because what he says is, "You give them something to eat." When I send them away, you give them something to eat." <laughs> and they're like, "I got nothing." But, but yet, this is what Jesus is telling them. He says, says you, you give them something to eat. That what Jesus asked them to do was impossible. Jesus is asking them, you feed, and they're going, it's impossible for us to feed them. We, we, we can't do this. That, that is Jesus saying, you feed them, they're going, oh. Uh, we're not adequate to feed them. We, we, we don't have what it takes. To, 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 that we can't make much of nothing. And even if we had a little something, we can't make much of little. This is what's going through their head as Jesus is saying, you give them something to eat, that it is on you. And you'd have to look at some of the other gospel accounts to get... a a fuller picture, but, but if you were to read John chapter six, that you'd get to find out that there was a boy. And that boy, for some reason, we don't know if he was packing his lunch or, or what, but for some reason that boy had one, two, three, four, five, five loaves of bread. That he had five loaves of bread and that he also had um, he had two fish. I, I don't know if he's just kind of packing his lunch that day and kind of packing, just going, hey, I haven't, I haven't eaten it yet. It's been so engaging and I haven't even eaten all my stuff. We don't know if he had just caught this stuff. He's walk, walking through we, we don't know. We, we just know that, that somehow the disciples, after they were being told, you feed them, that one of them's like going, uh, well, there, there's five loaves and two that's all, that's all we got." But this is what they had. It was the resource, verse 17, "We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish." Jeez, that, that, that's all we got. That, 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 that's it. And don't miss. Don't miss what Jesus does next. Verse 18. Bring them here to me. But bring them here to me. In other words, Jesus said, bring me what you got. That's what he's saying. Bring me what you got. And again, we don't know what's going on in the disciples' head and in their mind. They're like going... Um, Hey, we, um, JC, we, we, we just got done telling you all these people are hungry and that you should send them away and we, we, we didn't tell you that we're hungry too and you're saying, bring this to me. So you get to eat? Is that, 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 is that what this is about? Bring this to me. You know, you bring what you got to me because I don't know what he's getting ready to do. All they can do is process what little they know. And here's Jesus saying, hey, bring me what you got. Bring it to me. Verse 19. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. If you know about this event, then, then you know what happens next. But, but for anybody who doesn't know, anybody who's just not familiar with it, it's a, it, it it's, a, it's a lot like the feeling when you start getting involved in personal ministry. Because the, the feelings that I'm sure these disciples had is that they had these feelings of, um, I don't have enough to make a difference. This is so small, and so this doesn't, this doesn't matter on the scale that, 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 that the need is, and so I don't even know how I can even put a dent into the need that is before us. I, I'm not capable of carry carrying something that can make a difference to as big of a group as what you're asking me to make a difference to. These are the things that, that must have been going through their, their, their minds and it's how most people end up feeling when they step out into a ministry. Of, I, I just, I don't, I don't have enough to really make a real impact. That most of you who've, who've never, never ever stepped up and, and, and never, never served, never stepped out and said, hey, I'll, I'll serve in the church that I'm part of. Never served in a ministry. That, that most of you that, that have never done this, that, that you have these feelings. And, and and you have these feelings like this and you're going, I, I don't have enough. And, and and you're so in touch with what you don't have enough of. You're going, I I I don't, I don't have enough time. I mean, I I've got some priorities in life and you know I I need my YouTube time. And I've got some shows that I need to binge. And I, I've got some people I need to keep up with on social. I, I, I just, I don't have the time. Because you look at your, your schedule and every day you're, you're exhausted by the time you get to the end of it. For some you're going, it's not a time, if I'm being honest, I've got the time. But you're going, I don't have the knowledge. I, I don't know enough about God. I don't know enough about the Bible. I really don't even know enough about people to be helping other people. If I'm honest, I really don't even know enough about myself. I, I, I just don't have enough knowledge. I don't know enough. Maybe you're going, you know, I, I probably do know enough that I could help somewhere, some way. You know, I, yeah, I could, I, could, I could sacrifice that and have some time. But, but then you go, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to want me. I don't have the patience. <laughs> they, they don't want me being around people because I don't have the patience for what I'd have to, and, and, and it's just, I, I, I just don't I, I don't, I don't have that. It, and we start getting in touch with all the not enough so that we just don't, don't have enough of, and we go, I, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough knowledge, I don't have enough patience, so I don't have enough abilities. I don't have the skills. And we convince ourselves that, that we couldn't Do something. And see, I think that that's where the disciples were finding themselves and Jesus is saying, you do something, you feed them. That's all we got. Well, then bring that to me because I can make something of that and you can do something with it. Jesus tells us that we should do something so we need to know this about Jesus, that if you're a person of faith, that what you need to know about what Jesus will do is that Jesus will qualify you. You're gonna, I, I'm just not qualified. Jesus will qualify you. That Jesus will equip you. And Jesus will send you. This is what Jesus will do because he knows that this is one of the ways that he's going to grow your faith. That he's gonna grow your faith when you do something. You will never realize Jesus qualifying, equipping, and sending you until you stepped out. You're gonna have to step out. In the last half of verse 19, and the disciples gave them to the people. What did they give? They gave all these little broken pieces that God blessed and broke them and put them in these bags. And they, they, the disciples took these and they gave them to the people. Could, could, could you imagine the trepidation of them looking out and seeing 5,000 men plus women and children? And, and they're going, I got my little basket, I've got less than half a loaf of bread. And a sixth of a fish. Okay, I'll, I'll ste- Okay, Jesus. Stepping out, and they're going, they, they start to serve. And as they keep serving, they're looking at the basket, and I go, hmm. And they keep, and they go around, and they feed everybody. They had five loaves, two fish, they put these in 12 baskets. Jesus blessed this, and then they distributed it. I think their first response was, we can't. And I think by time they were done, they went, wow. But God can. We can't. But God can. Look what happened next, verse 20. They all ate and were satisfied. And that, that all, that little A-L-L, I, I think that was the disciples that are they're finally, they're, they're, as they're writing this account, they're like going, um, including us. <laughs> all, all, all of us got to eat. They, they, and and, and we, were, we were satisfied. It wasn't the, the, this, this little crumb. It wasn't just the scale of a fish that I was eating. It was we, No, we were satisfied with what we ate. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces there were leftover. I, I don't know if you missed this, but, but if you did, you, you, you really need to take notes. Parents, you, you really should take note of this. And here's what you need to take note of. Leftovers are biblical. <laughs> that, that when your kids say, what are we eating tonight? And you get to say, leftovers. It's not... Leftovers. It's leftovers. Leftovers. We're just going to eat biblically tonight. (laughs) Leftovers. Well, how big of an impact did these bashful disciples make? Verse 21. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. When we bring God what we've got, he will multiply it. And bless others. But we have to be willing to bring him what we've got. And when we get involved in personal ministry and we get to watch God multiply what we've got and make so much out of our so little, it really does grow our faith. It does so much for us. That you have to say yes to the nudges in order to experience God's faithfulness. He is a faithful God. And the people that say no, no, I, 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 we, we, we don't know about their story. It, it, it's the people that say yes, they're, they're the ones whose, whose story we know. I, I think about Voice Halford. This, this woman that when I was a teenager at a small little church saw an opportunity. Said, I, someone needs to pour into these teenagers. Somebody needs to lead a youth ministry. And she did it. And, and, and she left an incredible legacy because of what she was willing to do to step up and lead. In fact, both Pastor Corey and I grew up in that church together and grew up with voice pouring into us. We only get to know the story of the people that step up and step out and say, God, I'll I'll be used by you. I, I don't feel qualified and I'm certainly not equipped. But if we'll let God send us, that God's going to qualify us. And God is certainly going to equip us. That ministry is a proposition to God. I'll do what only I can do. And you, being God, you do what only you can do. It's, it's, it's I'll do this if you'll do that. It, it, it's this proposition to God. And, and God does this and he honors this. Many of you guys, you serve on our dream team. And I'm so because of what it is that you do and how you serve and how you watch God grow up your faith. But several of you here, you're not part of our dream team. You're not, you're not part of our, our volunteer force of, of what we do. and There are so many opportunities for us to make a big impact. And I'm telling you, if, if you don't Step up, step out, and get involved in a personal ministry. That you're gonna miss out on one of the fundamental ways that God uses to grow your faith. That yes, he's gonna use you to make a difference in the lives of others, but as he uses you to make a difference for others, he makes a difference in your own faith. In the way that he strengthens it, and the way that he grows it. And so if you don't serve, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to do something. I'm gonna ask you to, to step out. To take a chance and see what would God do if, if I started serving and how would God grow my faith? And and you can do this by by texting this keyword dream team, all one word. And you can text that to 210-817-8121. Some of you guys just need to humor me and get your phone out and just make me think you're doing this. But but I'm telling you, this is for your Benefit. Somebody else is going to benefit too. But I'm telling you, unless you begin to have some serious conversation with other people who really just give of themselves over and over and over in personal ministry and, and hear about the, the, the things that God does in their life, you have no idea. But it's still different getting a second hand. It's when you get a firsthand experience of how God grows your faith when you begin to serve Him and serve others. There is nothing that compares to it. There is nothing like it. And God wants to grow your faith this way. And I can't encourage you enough to step out, get involved in a personal ministry and watch what God does to grow your faith. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for for making us and and, and letting us know that you want to use us. Letting us know that, that you qualify us, that you equip us, that it's you that is sending us. God, I pray that we would dismiss all of the thoughts that, that convince us that, that we can't or it's not our time and that we would step out and that we would be used by you and that you would grow our faith through it. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen.